Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all, the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free on iOS and Android. Here we go. That's what we're waiting for. Come get on the dance floor, Alex. Ooh. It's time for a little Dom- Donna Summer starting things off on a Tuesday. Well rested, as you can tell by my enthusiasm for the opening number of Cover to Cover Tuesday. Donna Summer. I just heard it on my 70s on 7. As I was driving back from dropping my daughter off at school, and uh, I said, let's go with this one. Donna Summer. Died young, 62 years ago. Born in Boston. Died in Naples, Florida. Who hasn't? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, uh, but, you know, a huge disco-era star. Uh, I mean, that's what she became. She became the queen of disco, Donna Summer. A lot of hits, this being one of them. Dim all the lights. And the other reason I started with is because I recently watched. I happen to turn on the TV, which is rare these days. You know, I just don't only to. I only turn on the TV these days to turn on, you know, uh, whatever Fire Buds or Bluey mm-hmm. or whatever I got to turn on. And then if I try to watch anything myself, she, my daughter will come in and go, it's "Just enough of this, but Bluey." So I have to just. There's no TV anymore for me, uh, unless she's dead asleep. Because even if she's asleep, she'll hear it and come in and, come and say, turn yeah. on Bluey. So, uh, but I did turn on the TV the other day, scrolling through Netflix. And, uh, and you know, I don't know, seeing what's uh, to watch. I really want to watch this documentary that I've been hearing about, about the, uh, uh, I remember it well. There was a uh, Star Wars, I believe it was a Star Wars Christmas special. It was like a televised ABC 
it goes back to the days of the things I love, um, you know, where they would just throw these specials on network television, ABC, CBS, NBC, and just real hokey show businessy dance numbers and and guest stars would come in you know and now what's that knock at the door hey it's paul lynn and paul lynn would come in and go mm-hmm. oh, is, is darth vader here you know and he would make some <laughs> joke and he'd leave and vincent price would stop by and i mean these these were the days where tv for me was at its best most recently i believe last night uh, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm excited to get in and watch it. Is the uh, Barry Manilow Ooh. had his uh, Christmas uh, special on last night. It was on at 10 p.m. last night on NBC, which I thought was, oh, I mean, I guess they're just like, for just let's toss it on. And yeah. we already bought it. Might as well. A Monday night at 10 p.m. is when I throw on Barry Manilow's Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Uh, who watched? Uh, I couldn't imagine. But uh, I've been reading some stories about how people were shocked by Barry Manilow's look, you know, there was mm-hmm. like he. I guess he's eighty. Do we have a little of Barry Manilow discussing the Christmas special? Yeah, I think we do. Let's let's hear Barry talk about it. I'm not telling you. Jingle bells, jingle bells, Ooh. Jingle yeah, the there he goes. What I love about this Christmas show is that it's half of my pop songs and half new renditions of Christmas songs. Now let me just explain this bit right here, what he's doing. He's mm-hmm. pretending to play a clarinet. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's, you know, he pulls the clarinet out of his mouth, and it's still playing. Mm-hmm. So it turns out somebody else, it wasn't him. Yeah. And he just goes, makes a face like, uh-uh. And I guess somebody over at NBC believes that today's America is going to buy mm-hmm. this bit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, this, I, for me, a guy who loves this cheesy shit, I'm I'm all in. Mm-hmm. The fact that my wife is still with me because I brought her years ago. I don't even know if we were married yet. I brought her to Barry Manilow Christmas live Christmas show, a mm-hmm. very Barry Christmas at the Forum here in Los Angeles. Got the tickets on Groupon, and we went. We had good seats mm-hmm. right up front. And my poor wife, who's many years younger than me, uh, I mean, knows of Barry Manilow, knows of Copacabana, but doesn't know of the, you know, the yeah. the Mandy's and the- She doesn't uh, know the deep cuts. The deep cuts. And, you know, and he was doing the Christmas songs, but he's got, like I said, you hear the car running outside. Mm-hmm. That's how quickly he's moving through the hits. Yeah. He didn't make, he's out the door after a couple of hits and, you know, good night, no bullshit. And uh, so I saw this show that he was doing live uh, on NBC last night. I'm not sure if anybody watched it, but um, I'm excited. So anyway, the Star Wars, back to Star Wars, was a this documentary that I remember at the time, it was just like, cr- Star Wars was such a giant hit in 1977 mm-hmm. that yeah. they were releasing like spoof songs and sp- everything. It was just Mad Magazine was doing Star Wars every week or however long they could, monthly, whenever they came out. And they were, so anyway, it's a documentary on how this came to be. Because it's about as cheesy as it gets. It's like Chewbacca mm-hmm. and Darth Vader singing and dancing. Uh, and I think like they got the stars. I think Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and stuff came and did it. Real quick. Uh, Mark, I, I mean, Harrison Ford must have been dying. But, yeah. 1978 oh. okay. is the year. Mm-hmm. Star Wars holiday special. Yeah. What do you think IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes are? 
Oh my God. I would have to say it's got to be like 25, unless people are watching it for the kitsch factor. You 25 know? is on the Rotten Tomatoes, 2.1 for the IMDb. Oh my God. It does yeah. not look good well, for Well, apparently it. it's so bad that they just made a documentary about how it happened, mm-hmm. and I'm dying to watch it because it's everything that I, that I love. So I have to watch that. But yeah. anyway, I turned it on the other day to, uh, to watch something. And of course, uh, and this is the reason we started with Donna Summer, I've always had a fascination with Studio 54. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why. I've never been to Studio 54. I was too young mm-hmm. to be a part of Studio 54. But something about it and that era in New York City appeals to me. Mm-hmm. The music, the people who went, the uh, Mike, Mick Jaggers and Bianca Jaggers and... Uh, you know, and designers, like you know, like uh, the socialites, yeah, and Calvin the, Klein, yeah. and then the gay people, you know, roller skating around, and mm-hmm. I just all the era of it, and the guys who ran it, and there's been movies made about it, there's been documentaries made about it, and it's just all fascinating. It's an era, a bygone era, as we like to say, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, so I watched this documentary, and Donna Summer is featured in it a lot because she was of that time, as is Bianca Jagger, who was Mick Jagger's wife for a short amount of time, but became more of like this social, you know, just a person who was in the papers. Now, Mm -hmm. bear in mind, all of this, as you guys are probably savvy enough to know, is long before any type of uh, social media or anything like that. So it's like you you only had like the the gossip page of the newspaper to mm-hmm. read you know the you know Irma Bombeck or whatever would talk about who was at Studio Fifty Four last night uh, that woman we play from time to time who works for the New York Post Liz what was her name um, Adams Cindy Adams mm-hmm. she was still around back then yeah she had at that point she was working with her husband Joey Adams and they would do a column on just celebrity side. And Bianca Jagger famously like rode a horse into Studio Fifty Four one time, right. and it was always uh, what was the that designer who was always there? Uh, Halston, that's it. Hall Halston was mm-hmm. always there. Halston was seen last night with John Travolta showed up, and that's when he was like twenty three, and mm-hmm. and it was like a famous Coke spoon, like a neon Coke spoon, like over the dance floor. Yeah, all of this is just fascinating to mm-hmm. me. And, you know, you'd see these people like Bianca Jagger and uh, Brooke Shields was probably like 11, you know, back yeah. then. But there were no, you know, you didn't have all this Facebook and everybody, you know, I cannot believe it. They let Drew Barrymore in. She's six and she was drinking Cosmos. But it was wild, you know, and just gay. They they hired like a lot of like really handsome gay staff members, young dudes, probably mm-hmm. all banging each other, you know, yeah. just wild times. And it's like one of those things where you're just like, sorry, I missed it. Sorry, I missed that era. I'd love to. But I guess if you are if you were at Studio 54, you got to be in your 60s and 70s now, you know? Yeah. So, um, and it's always interesting to me to see these people who were Twiggy and these, and Bianca Jagger and even like a, probably back then it was Cheryl Teagues maybe early on. Mm-hmm. These beautiful women, Donna Summer, how they maintained any type of beauty in that era, you have to remember this is a time when it, you just had to be genetically blessed. Yeah. Uh, because there was no enhancements like there mm-hmm. is today. Uh, any of the any of the stuff that, you know, the Botox and the Restylane's and all that. Forget all that. That yeah. was not even close to happening yet. But there was no 
Um, there was it wasn't even like a skincare routine. There was ivory soap. Wash <laughs> your face and your hair. Wash everything mm-hmm. with just like the harshest of soaps. Just wash your face with ivory soap. One soap choice, couple of shampoo choices, Prell. Mm-hmm. You know, wash yeah. your hair with Prell. I mean, there was no conditioners back then or anything. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, the stuff we have now at our, at you know, just so you can get it at CVS uh-huh. to make yourself cute is they, I mean, I would imagine like a, Cheryl Teagues looks at this now and goes, "Well, fuck yeah, I could, I could be Kim Kardashian too if I had all the shit she has. Mm-hmm. You know, a nine-step skincare routine. I wash my face with ivory soap, just let my hair dry now. I was out the doors at Studio Fifty Four by midnight. Mm-hmm. No bullshit. But uh, so yeah, God bless Donna Summer and all of the beautiful women, Carly Simon, and on and on and on the women of that era." that were able to hold it all together mm-hmm. with a bar of ivory soap and uh, <laughs> and, a, and a couple of squirts of uh, of uh, Gina Tay, a couple of splashes of Gina Tay, mm-hmm. putting, a, putting some toxic cancer-causing uh, powder on your, on your parts. Because mm-hmm. you never know if uh, Mick Jagger's going to roll up in there and see if, you know, give you a wink. Yeah. So you got to get some powder up in your butt and stuff, you know? <laughs> You don't yeah. know. Who knows you what's going to know. happen? Yeah. I don't think those were the days. People weren't doing the things people are doing now to each mm-hmm. other's butts. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but, you know, I, I wasn't of the year. So, anyway, fascinating stuff. I would watch the documentary. It turns out as of halfway through it, I'm like, oh, I think I've seen this before. It's like an older documentary. So, but it's all, fa- I love it. I love the era. And uh, I was happy to have watched that. And that's why I wanted to share with you guys a little bit. We did say that we were going to make this episode uh, kind of a, end of the year wrap up mm-hmm. you know biggest stories of 2023 and we will but before we do all that i came across a story that maybe some of you guys has read as well uh that's that seems amazing to me and it's about the uh i, I don't know what he'd be considered he's the uh, the the head of the dynasty of the uh hermes we okay. all know hermes the yep. di- designer ridiculously priced handbags and everything else, belts mm-hmm. and all that shit. Hermes, you know, top of the line, yeah. thousands of dollars for their shoes and blah, blah, blah. He's 80 years old. His name is Nicholas, I want to say, Puch. Yep. Puch, P-U-E-C-H, however you pronounce that. Uh, he's a billionaire, and he's the scion of the iconic fashion dynasty Hermes. He's allegedly, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and tell you this story in the best way I can because there's a lot to it. It's a little bit complex, mm-hmm. so stay with me. He's orchestrating a staggering succession saga, you know, like the movie, like, like the, the show. TV show succession that involves, okay, here's what he's planning on doing. He wants to adopt his 51-year-old gardener. Okay. Uh, he's, uh, he's unmarried without children, no shit, and plans to legally designate his former gardener and handyman from his m- modest Moroccan family as his rightful heir uh, as reported by, he lives in Switzerland now. Anyway, this unorthodox move to pass on his immense wealth and real estate properties. Okay, here's what this guy stands to gain. He's going to adopt his gardener and he's going to give him his entire fortune, mm-hmm. which is $22 billion. 
or something. Two hundred and twenty billion. Two hundred. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, twenty-two billion. That's what the company's valued at. Mm-hmm. So this guy could stand to get eleven point four billion dollars and like all of his properties, which he has all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is basically, I guess, what they're saying is he's doing it to fuck over his family. And there's been, you know, the Gardner is reportedly married. He's uh-huh. married to a Spanish woman. They have two children. And he stands to inherit a significant portion of his fortune, which includes acquiring substantial properties in Marrakesh, Morocco, and Switzerland, all worth about $5.9 million. A bitter rift emerged in 2014 when LVMH, a rival luxury conglomerate, acquired a substantial stake in Hermes, sparking an acrimonious battle with the family. This is right out of uh, mm-hmm. that show, yeah. you know, uh, Succession. I mean, it's I love it. Puke's departure from the company amid uh, this turmoil signaled an irreparable discord with his kin. So he decided, here's what I'm going to do. That's I love when these rich people decide to fuck over their family. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give all, I'll give everything to the dog. Yeah, and they do, some of them just I'll give it all to the dog, yep. or just give it to charity or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's or always twenty year old wife. None of you have ever met, right? Or, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always good too. Yeah, that's. A- I mean, it's basically the wasn't that the kind of the premise of. Uh, God, a movie I love, I should watch again to see if it holds up. And it goes back once again to to a a, foregone, a bygone era that I, uh, a Rain Man. I love that movie, Rain Man. I love it. And I don't know if, it, like these days, you couldn't make it anymore because, you know, mm-hmm. Dustin Hoffman's playing like a special, I mean, kind of a special mm-hmm. needs person. Yeah. And that wouldn't be allowed anymore. Um, but it's such a great movie from what I remember. And it was back in a day when you could like release that type of movie. Mm-hmm. We were just smarter people back then where we had attention spans and stuff. And you could release like a drama like um, in the summer and it would be a hit. You know, it would be like a like a big hit, mm-hmm. like a hundred million dollar hit. Yeah. Like a, it's not a comedy or a superhero movie. It's like a human drama. <laughs> And anyway, in the it's a movie about a rich kid trying to steal money from a kind, disabled person. Right, that's kind of what it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because in the beginning, they're brothers, right? He yeah. doesn't even know about no. him. And it, he goes in to, to see his parents were rich or something. Mm-hmm. And Tom Cruise goes in to see what he's been left. And they're like, no, they left everything to your brother. And he's like, brother, who? Who's this? And he goes, he got rosebushes or something. Yeah. And uh, and then he goes and finds, uh, you know, Dustin Hoffman. And he, you know, takes him on his road trip so he could try and, st- like you said, steal the money mm-hmm. or get it somehow. Yeah. And uh, it's a great, great movie. But I love these type of stories. And this one is just, I mean, in, in a world of shitty stories, we always, every now and again you get one like this and you're like, oh, this is perfect. So reports suggest uh, requirements for such adoptions. See, now this will be difficult. I said legally it, you can't just, I don't think you can just adopt 51-year-old people Mm-mm. and uh, just to give them your fortune. There's got to be loopholes there. So they're saying that it might be a problem, but this guy will try and figure it out a way. I mean, every, this is, how Adam Sandler is not right now writing a script <laughs> where he gets adopted and gets, you know, whatever. He's a gardener. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is all, it's primed for an Adam Sandler movie mm-hmm. uh, or Will Farrell or somebody yeah. to be the 60-year-old guy who, you know, now gets uh, billions of dollars and- uh, anyway, it reminds me of a movie, going back to another movie, sorry everybody, if you never saw a movie called Being There, uh, starring uh, uh, Dave, no, shit, oh my god, Peter Sellers, Peter Sellers, Being There, it is a fantastic movie about a gardener who gets, his name's Chance the Gardener, and mm-hmm. he works for this guy for his whole life, 
and never really left the property. So he doesn't really know how the real world works. Mm -hmm. And somehow he, he gets, <laughs> you got to watch it. It's hard to explain. Do you want me to read you the synopsis? Please. It's uh, a fantastic movie. A uh, simple-minded chance, a gardener, simple-minded isn't polite way. Of, yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. Right, right. Gardener who has uh, resided in Washington, D.C. townhouse with a wealthy employer for his entire life, educated only by television, is yes. forced to vacate his home when his boss dies. You know what? It's interesting yeah. to watch this movie now because it becomes, he's only educated by television, so he goes mm -hmm. out into the real world and he just starts saying things that he's learned from TV. Yeah. And people are so fascinated that he becomes like the president. Of that. Doesn't <laughs> he become like the president or something? Like because people are so, everyone's so dumb that they, they're just hearing him say, he doesn't know to be bad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it's a fascinating movie. should definitely check it out if you have not seen Being There. It's a great, I don't want to ruin the ending, but it, it's got a fascinating ending. Uh, anyway, what the hell were we talking about? Hermes. Anyway, we were Hermes, talking about. yeah. So back to, that's basically the story. He's going to do his best to adopt his 51-year-old gardener and give him $11 billion. God bless him. I hope it all works out for everybody. And, uh, you know, that would be great. There is a, they're saying there might be a potential legal battle because he had previously committed his fortune to the Isocrates Foundation. Yeah. Uh, and attempts to restrict his pledge might trigger a fierce legal battle akin to past family feuds. So I don't own any uh, Hermes. I don't have anything mm. Hermes. Weren't they the ones that got in a lot of trouble for bondage and kids? No, and that was a uh, Balenciaga. Balenciaga, I'm sorry. I think they're all owned by the same, what they call fashion house. Aren't yeah. they all under the same? I think they are kind of all under the same umbrella, as far as I know. Yeah. I don't know. You just like getting into that real fancy mm -hmm. world of uh, high fashion. Another world I'm kind of a bit fascinated by. Yeah. Not unlike Studio 54. Mm -hmm. You have a little Studio 54 facts up? Uh, yeah, let me grab when some for begin? you. When did it begin? I don't, when does, like I, from what I remember to go back, sorry to go back to Studio 54, everybody, but I believe that it had a pretty short-lived um, life. Yeah. I mean, it started, in, and when did it begin? What's the year? It's hey, got to be what? The nightclub, April 26, 1977. That's it, 77. And it would close less than three years later yes. on February 4th, 1980. Yeah, so it was a short-lived uh, yeah. world, but it was so iconic for everybody i mean it's like the reference we all use for anything uh you know that that deals with like fun and mm -hmm. uh and uh and just you know that that cra crazy sexed up wild yeah. time you said you had some interesting yeah, uh, facts some, about some it so i would dedicate this episode solely to studio 54 just because i listened to donna summer on the way back from dropping off my daughter to celebrate New Year's Eve in the late 1970s, event planner Robert Isabel trucked in four tons of glitter. For my worst to dance nightmare. On. Yeah, four oh my tons. God, I would die. I feel like my daughter, every time we do anything, it's four tons of glitter. It's every, mm -hmm. just that four tons of glitter is probably still somewhere on 54th Street in New York because it never goes away. Mm -hmm. It just sticks to everything. I would have killed that guy. Yeah. If, if I was the owner of Studio 54, I would have killed that guy if you brought. Yeah. Oh my God, poor uh, Bianca Jagger must have been covered in glitter covered for weeks. Covered in glitter. Uh, one of the stories is uh, Bianca Jagger and the White Horse. Oh, very uh, famous story. Uh, yes. Of course, it's a white horse. Here's a yeah. fun one. The night they sold nothing but fruit juice and soda. Why? So it says here that instead of getting a liquor license, they would get daily liquor <laughs> catering licenses. So they would get oh. a daily liquor license. And, but they didn't uh, get it, so they had to serve fruit juice and oh, fruit so juice and Halston soda. had to sit there and drink <laughs> yeah. a tab. 
Yep. Oh, that's no fun. Uh, Andy Warhol's birthday party. He was uh, a big one there. That yeah. was a big one there. Um, gave him a garbage pail stuffed with cash. That, uh, for his birthday? That's what they gave oh, him. When oh. fashion fell from the sky, the nightclub was known for dropping things from a net on the ceiling, balloons, sometimes glitter, but on the least one occasion, uh, they contained gift boxes uh, that held pricey goodies from all the different fashion houses. Ooh, Hermes, perhaps. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the night Disco Sally appeared. Who that? Uh, mingling amongst the likes of Warhol, Halston, and Jagger was a 77-year-old widow. Oh, Disco Sally, yes, I remember Sally this Lippman, woman. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, she became yeah, a regular yeah. after one of her young friends told her about it. This stuff's all, like, so New York, yeah. which is, I just love it. I love mm-hmm. it. It's, it's, uh, I should really sit down and do a deep dive on, mm-hmm. on that era. It's fa- 1977 in New York. Yeah. I was out on Long Island, of course, but I was fascinated by everything about it. That was when... We had, of course, Studio 54 going at its height. Mm -hmm. We had, like, the son of Sam, the killer, out shooting everybody, David Berkowitz. We had uh, the Yankees were just crazy. They were, like, Mm -hmm. fighting in the dugout, but they were also winning. There was a blackout that put it basically... The whole city. The entire city was without power. There was Mm -hmm. looting. There was... I mean, it was just off the wall. Yeah. Whoever, somebody, Spike Lee, Martin Scorsese, one of you famed New York directors needs to do a full on. I know there's been several done, but not as good as they should be. Mm -hmm. Somebody needs to do a full 10 part series on 1977 in New York. It was the greatest. Uh, Um, Two more for you. Go ahead. Uh, Milton Bradley in 1978. Game guy? Yep. Had a launch party for their new game, Simon. Band. Oh, that was the one you pressed and beep, beep, <laughs> yeah, beep, beep. Oh, God, you I know used the to sequence? love that game. Yeah. Yes, Simon. They yeah. launched it there. Uh, they had a four-foot model designed and hung it over the dance floor. Oh, my God, how fun. And then the final one on this list is the raid that eventually closed the club after Steve Rebell made a public statement. Yeah, it was like that, tax evasion or something, yeah, right? Only yeah. the mafia does better, he said publicly. Uh, when it came to money, the IRS took notice. The club had paid just $8,000 in taxes. On a raid on December 14, 78, feds found around $600,000 in garbage bags hidden in the building. But they love putting that money in garbage bags. <laughs> they just handed one to Andy Warhol yeah. for his birthday. In addition to 300 Quaalude pills and at least a few ounces of cocaine, which... What a what a place. All yeah. right, everyone. Well, enough about Studio 54. I could talk all day about it. Let's talk about the year... That was Alex. Mm-hmm. 2023. Many people. We threw it out to the to our 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 uh, people. Like, who do you think is is cover to covers? Time Magazine just did Person of the Year, mm-hmm. and of course they gave it to Taylor Swift, and rightfully so. I mean, I don't think anyone's had a better year mm-hmm. than Taylor Swift, or more influential. Yeah, just year. like everything yeah. about it, uh, still going with this Travis Kelsey, uh, and then the tour and the movie and just everything. She touched, turned to gold, mm-hmm. and just you got to give it to her. I don't think you know. Of course, they always throw in because it's Time Magazine. They got to throw in what about Zelensky mm-hmm. and the you know, like. Yeah. Uh, nobody cares. All right, yeah. I see what okay. you're trying to do. Yeah, but it's got to be Taylor. Let it give us dumb Americans something. All mm-hmm. right, don't make us look up Zelensky. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. So uh, it went to Taylor Swift, but over here, cover to cover, we have you know, different parameters on who we make our person of the year. Mm-hmm. I said yesterday on the Patreon episode that I believed our person of the year just because we got, I believe the most mileage out of it would be like a Dylan Mulvaney. Mm-hmm. Some people disagreed with me. They're like, I don't know. You got 
Some people said they want Baba Vanga. I was thinking be- Baba Vanga. <laughs> a lot of people said, how is Baba Vanga not person of the year? And, you know, you could make a case. Mm-hmm. You could make a case for Baba Vanga to be person of the year. Dylan Mulvaney. Mm-hmm. A lot of people said they'd like to see rude dudes. Rude our- dudes. <laughs> Do we have our our, uh, <laughs> our rude dudes theme song at the ready? Thank you, Britt Savage. People of the year, Snake and the Dude. 2020, <laughs> Snake and the Dude, 2024. We might really start this podcast just for fun. And next thing you know, we'd be playing Radio City Music Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, some people say, why? how are the rude dudes not person of the year? Yeah. Many people want person of the year to be the, um, the dad uh, in my daughter's class. Oh, the dragon slayer. Uh, the dragon slayer. The dad who fought the dragon <laughs> and also uh, drowned out the trans mm-hmm. um, uh, scientist yeah. at two of his uh, children's birthday parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would definitely make him person of the year, but I believe now he's on to me as, yeah. a, as a celebrity. And I think he might be listening to this podcast, so uh, <laughs> I would probably just stay away from that, you know, so I don't have any lawsuits or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anybody you... Now, of course, people say, what about Britney? Of course, you, we talk more about Britney Spears than anything, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a little obvious. And yeah. uh, so we don't want to do Britney Spears. And then somebody said, what about Kelly Dodd? And uh, I don't want to get him anymore. You know, that, we, yeah. that was already enough. I think uh, there might be something for uh, for the return of Jamie Foxx. You know, he had a, he was in the news all year. And, and it still continues to be weird. Still yeah, continues still. to be strange, the whole thing, the whole Jamie Foxx thing. Yeah, we did the talk of him. But, and then, like, story of the year, I, I've been looking at, you know, the stories of the year for 2023. Oh, it's got to be Tom Sandoval. That's, that's exactly the, what that's I was going it. to say. I, I was have trying to, say, to remember. Story of the year. I mean, as much as we don't really talk about that type of stuff, mm-hmm. the story of the year had to be that. That. Tom Sandoval, Thomas says, I say Thomas Sandoval, <laughs> with his, you know, with these girls that he was cheating with or mm-hmm. not. He was with one. Yeah. I don't even know who's who in all of this. I don't, uh, and that's from Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. And it's, I mean, was there a bigger story in this dumb world that no. we live in I than mean, that one? It That was wildfire. And now I wonder now that it's all kind of old, over and settled down, like what, what was in it for all of them? Mm-hmm. Like, did Sandoval make money from it? Because as you know, maybe I'm wrong in saying this, I believe that some of this stuff is a little bit orchestrated for ratings. I could be wrong on this one, but it does feel that way. So anyway, it does feel a little orchestrated to me, like so the people over at Bravo or something orchestrated mm-hmm. this to get ratings. And if they did, I believe it worked because it's all anybody talked about, even people who weren't in that Bravo world. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, I think my mom knows who Tom Sandoval is. Just yeah. it became everybody uh, was interested in it. So uh, I, I wonder if it worked for them. Like the girl who was... Is, who was involved mm-hmm. like there's two the, the two, cheater the, or the cheated well the cheat the cheated i believe was the was didn't she go on to be on dancing with the stars this season yeah is that and the one who's on dancing with I, the stars i know somebody from vanderpump rules on dancing with the stars no i think not okay let me look i don't know to... who won dancing with the stars this year. it just they just announced the winner this week mm-hmm. was it barry williams if it wasn't barry williams i don't i don't care okay barry williams kept dancing with his he, he would open his shirt Ooh. shirt open didn't look too bad for 
fucking 70 or whatever he is. Would this be uh, 30, season 31? Do you yes. want to know who won? Who won? Charlie D'Amelio. Oh, mm. the D'Amelio sisters. Yep. We talked. That's the those are the D'Amelios? Uh-huh. I didn't was she on it? Oh, okay. Is Charlie D'Amelio one of the girls or is that oh, the Oh, I'm dad? sorry. That's season 31. That's okay, last yeah, season. Yeah, I didn't I, think Okay, go ahead. So, uh, say it again. Zochitel Gomez and Val Chimaroski. Oh, who's Zochitel? What does she do? What does Zochitel Gomez do? Chimaroski is the, the the professional Let dancer. Me figure out what she I can't even say her name. Let me figure out what she does. She is an American actress born in Los Angeles. Um, she's known for uh, Netflix comedy series Raven's Home, The Babysitter's Club, oh. kind of nothing. Doctor okay. Strange. She got a Doctor Strange part. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there you go. All right. She's an so actress. She won. Yeah, actress. Mm-hmm. And she won. Okay. Yeah. And then who's the, is the girl who's on it from Vanderpump Rules? Is she the cheaty? Let me see. Maybe I'm wrong. So Ariana is the cheated, the one cheated on. She goes on to Dancing with the Stars. So they go, it's already working mm-hmm. if it is. You know, like a whole plan that they have just for ratings. Yeah. Uh, so she's now a bigger deal than she was when it began. Tom Sandoval is selling out whatever he does, like a dumb cover band or some <laughs> shit. Yeah. Sells like merch and he's killing it, I'm sure. Yeah. It's got that so it's working for him. Yeah. He went, it's on one of those shows, Stars on Mars, or one of these dumb Navy <laughs> SEAL shows. Okay. I saw it. I saw the girl... Saw some clip of the girl. Who's the one we used to talk about? Her bows in her hair. Now she's a lesbian and she had her. Oh, Jojo Siwa? Jojo Siwa. Mm -hmm. She was carrying the guy on her back. This little Tom Sandoval. What is he? 112 pounds? Five foot four? She threw the guy over her shoulder and carried him through the desert in some dumb reality show called Navy Seals or something. And uh, so that's fun. (laughs) <laughs> special forces oh my yeah, god special forces that's what yeah. it was uh, anyway uh, jo- jojo siwa <laughs> carried the little guy yeah and uh and then the other girl is rachel rachel raquel levies raquel levies okay and she of course you know i'm sure she's doing fine she's doing fine. she went she, uh, she said she checked into a mental health facility which you know they have to say that of course yeah um so yeah that's got to be story of the year mm-hmm. outside of like Israel and uh, Palestine. Yeah. You know I mean? There's other stories too, but There's, you get, not for this show. Yeah. Um, you know what we're doing. Now, what, you know, Kylie, and you want to hear some just celebrity news? Just going to rattle mm-hmm. off some celebrity news. Yeah. Uh, Kylie and Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. Why are they not red carpet official? I don't know. You know, are they a thing? Are they not a thing? Because he's got a big movie out. Big I think one. it's opened. It's called Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. It's getting good reviews. People yeah. say it's pretty decent. Uh, but I don't, you know, I don't know. I didn't see that they were on the red carpets. They don't. They're not as. They're not as public as uh, Travis and Kelsey. Yeah, I always say Travis, Travis and, Kelsey, and Kelsey, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Swelsey. Uh, yes. Well, yeah. So uh, I don't know what the deal is. Selena Gomez has a new boyfriend. Mm. You know her, Selena I Gomez. Know her. Benny Blanco. Is he? A, he's a musician. Anybody's guess. <laughs> he I is. Think that's he's right. A he's a magician. Oh, you say magician or, or musician? <laughs> I think <laughs> he's a magician. I think you're right the first time. <laughs> Uh, but Kylie went to the premiere of uh, of Chalamet's Wonka. Mm-hmm. She snuck in in the back, mm-hmm. so that's why they're like, "Why are you just guys? Why are you just be red carpet official yeah. for all of us? We need red carpet official here in America. We can't just be hearing the rumors." Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a, those are all fun Hollywood stories. Uh, we had uh, Danny Masters this year. We had uh, oh Danny Masters. Majors. What's a um, that's right. The Danny Masters. Yes. Was, it was a big one. It's yeah, a big it's like one. I'm just in prison now. Mm-hmm. It's just gone. Gone. Wow, that's rough. Tough year for Danny Masterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demi Lovato, new boyfriend. 
Okay. You know, so remember there, she, I don't know if that was this year or last year, Demi Lovato been had been through it all. Yeah. She was they, them. She was themmy. Then she was themmy. Then she was back to regular. Then mm-hmm. she was lesbian. Then she was, uh, you know, straight. And she saw aliens. She, she saw aliens at one point. She was seeing a lot of things. <laughs> she saw the, she was upset at a uh, yogurt fact, a yogurt place because they didn't have mm-hmm. enough options, flavors or some crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, so she was going through it, mm-hmm. uh, whatever that would, and they worked it out seemingly the, whatever meds she's on, yeah. they got the, they got the dosage right and mm. she seems to be okay now. Anyway, she's got back in business, got a new boyfriend and his name's Jutes. That's her new boyfriend, Jutes, J-U-T-S, yeah. Jutes? Maybe it's Jutes. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, it says all about Demi Lovato's new boyfriend. Who was the guy she did the podcast with? What was his name? Elok. Elo- she is a lot of... <laughs> I know. That was the fourth dimension. Yeah. You're talking about the fourth dimension I'm with Demi Lovato? Four- yeah. Another podcast that lasted three weeks? Three weeks. Uh, because I don't they, think it made it Because people realize it's actually work. You have to yeah. actually put some work in. Yeah. She was going to have Elok, uh, mm-hmm. who was this... Uh, I follow him on Instagram. Yeah. That's out there doing some stand-up comedy from time to time. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? Put on a dress. Get out there. Mm-hmm. I don't mind a loke. I actually like. I listen to some of the things he says. He's very. Uh, I I don't know what a loke's pronouns are, but they, they could. I'm gonna say it's. I don't think the funny thing. Interesting, not whatever it is. Yeah. Interesting and funny. He doesn't care about pronouns. That's kind oh. of his campaign. Uh, he's like, forget pronouns, everybody. Just have peace and love in the world. And who yeah. can't agree with that? Is mm-hmm. a. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I agree with that. I would I would rather life be peaceful and lovely than mm-hmm. than not. Yes. Um, you know, what do you think about this Olivia Rodrigo? I like, I like her. her. So do I. Yeah. Yeah. I like her music. Mm-hmm. I heard a song. Which one? One, one song. You heard and I'm one into song. it. I don't know. I heard it on the radio, like the regular radio. Okay. Terrestrial. When you, when you rent cars, you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to spring for the, uh, I'm not going to spring for the Spotify or whatever. No, they say you can get serious for Nine ninety five more. I'm like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm in this car for three hours. Yeah, I can handle regular mm-hmm. Christian radio, whatever you get in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, a lot of Christian bullshit. Mm-hmm. A lot of like, uh, just it's a lot of news. Like you just come, you'll come across like a a news channel, mm-hmm. and it's not a regular news channel. It's not telling. It's just like some guy, whoever it may be, I'm not exactly sure who they are, who's trying to scare the shit out of old people. Yeah. Because at this point, I mean, anyone who's listening to terrestrial radio from their home is probably 80. Mm-hmm. And there's a news guy in every small town market who just goes, they're coming. You know who's coming in your front door? A loke. A loke. Got a big old shoes on, got to mm-hmm. kick through your front door, their heels, and come in and get your daughter yep. and take away her swim trophies. Yep. And trans I, immigrants will kill you. That they're, they're coming for you. <laughs> they're coming to get you. Yes. They're going to take away all your mm-hmm. all, all your snack cakes and the shit you love. And then they sell like uh, bunkers, right? Bunker, right. They, right yes. Rice buckets for your bunker. <laughs> You're joking, but the, I know. I just listened to it on the way from uh, Long Island to Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. I was in the middle of you know, it's about a three hour drive. And in the, wherever I was, uh, something came up, and this guy was boy, he was stirring it up. Mm-hmm. He was he was gloom and doom, and just they are coming for you. Get your guns, get your God, 
Keep your God in your guns, mm-hmm. and 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 anything that comes on that front lawn, you shoot it. You shoot it. You shoot it. Did you see the other day? There's. I a- mean, Santa Claus. If it was Santa Claus was real, Santa Claus would last thirty seconds mm-hmm. in America. Yeah. Santa Claus would land at the first house, and he'd be shot to death. <laughs> <laughs> Every reindeer dead. It'd be a mm-hmm. bloodbath. Yeah. And they came on my front lawn. They came on my. It was Santa Claus. I don't care who it was. Mm-hmm. I don't care who it was. I thought it was a loke. Yeah, I couldn't see. It was mm-hmm. Fucking dark outside. I shot it. <laughs> I mean, all these movies that we watch, you know, like E. T. Mm-hmm. E. T. Would have lasted if you made E. T. Now, it would lasted twenty two seconds. E. T. Shows up in the backyard. I hello. <laughs> Stupid thing. What was it? I don't know. I think it was a little Mexican. It was an alien. <laughs> you killed it. Oh well, I'm. So, I don't care. Illegal alien, probably get that damn thing out of here. Cover, put it, dig a hole, put it in before it starts to stink up the fucking yard. I don't need this stupid thing. I mean, all of this stuff, you know. You see, it's a great movie called Starman starring Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. Be shot in two minutes. Yeah, aliens don't. That's probably why they don't come. You guys are dying for al- same people who shoot everything. Also want the aliens to come. So stop shooting them, and then maybe they're going. All right, I'll come down. I'm not gonna land in that backyard. They'll no, be, shoot me in two seconds. Crazy. Yeah, I told my wife I I want to get a I want to get a gun to shoot things. She was like, "Oh, you crazy? You'd shoot yourself." I could show you how to use it. I, well, I'm good. I'm, I think I've gone. I've never even seen a gun. I've told let's, you. I've let's go seen, shooting. No, when you're in Vegas for a week, because then I would become one of those weirdos who gets obsessed with it. It's fun. Yeah, I, it's I, that's sport. That's the problem. Yeah, I know. But I then know. it's going to be fun, and I'm going to wind up, uh, you know, walking into a mall or something. I don't. Yeah, I can't do when it. When you're in Vegas, can we go shooting? Maybe. All right. <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll go see. in the desert so nobody sees you. Mm-hmm. You, you can yeah. keep your big sunglasses on. Thank you. Okay. My what a gradient. Yeah, your gradient. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah I don't want to. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, I like this Kylie Jenner. Mm-hmm. He's good looking. Yeah, Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner. She looks like a nice person that you'd like to roll around with. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? No. No, you don't think so? You Roll don't around think with. Yeah, just like you all said, you, next thing you know, you're rolling around. Oh yeah. She got like feel like she, feel like she has like soft skin, and she's not washing her face with ivory soap. No. Nope. You know what I'm saying? She's got a whole routine. And I think I've said it before on this podcast, say what you want about plastic surgery and or whatever the people are doing these days. But boy, that girl did it right. I've yeah. never seen anyone do it as good. Most people look a little strange. A lot of people saying Barry Madlow on his special last <laughs> night looked a little strange. A little strange. Can barely <laughs> open his mouth. And, you know, whatever. Barry's got to do what Barry's got to do to keep it all going. Mm-hmm. And that's always a strange thing about, especially when guys do it. Uh, it's, you know, it's nobody looks 27 anymore. No. You know, it's not like, whoa, un, the years had shaved off you. Mm-hmm. I can't even, I'm, I'm looking at you now and you look 27. He's like, I know, but I'm 80. I'm like, uh, yeah, uh-huh. You still look 80, but you just look like your face has been burned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that's, I don't know if that's yeah. what the look you were going for, but it doesn't look, it doesn't look good. You don't look 27. No. But forever as Kylie did, and all the Kardashians for that matter. Every one of them, whoever their guy is, mm-hmm. it they look incredible. I think they change like Kim it. Kardashian has never looked better, and yeah. she's gone through it. The big ass and all that is gone. Mm-hmm. She's now like this kind of slim. Um, the, I think the, like they literally took the ass out. Yeah, what they done and made it a paperweight or holding up <laughs> books in her house or something. <laughs> but it's like now like a little ass, little just the whole thing is like littler. And the same with Kylie and Kendall seems to be all natural from what I know. I, I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
And then, you know, then, then Courtney, of course, had she had a, a further to go, but she did good, too. You know what I mean? You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? She's still good, too. Uh, but I, oh, more power to the, the, them for what they've done, because I don't think they would be who they are today had they looked the way they did, mm-hmm. you know, how we all knew. Not that they were, uh, you know, they're all attractive people. They're uh, of attractive people, you know. Bruce Jenner is, is her dad, right? Kylie's yeah. dad's well, you know, you know what I mean. Bruce at the time, yeah, and uh, you know, Ken. What? What the hell's this? Kendall and Kylie? No, Bruce is Bruce. Bruce's name? Fuck, fuck. Caitlin. I mean, could you imagine this conversation twenty years ago? <laughs> Wait a minute, who's what? Now Bruce is now Kylie. No, Bruce is Caitlin. Caitlin, right? And Kendall and Kylie are the kids of. Caitlin. Him and Chris. Caitlin and Chris have Kendall and Kylie. Yes. yes. And they're, you know, good looking. He even changed his name to one of their, like, Kim, With, Caitlin, like. I know, he, but he didn't use the K. Yeah, that, he so that was kind of a diss. Oh. He didn't get invited to the party. I see the Christmas party. They have a very famous Kardashian Christmas party. And I think uh-huh. that he's out. I don't think they even talk to him I mean, anymore. they share children. Invite- I know. I think, like, the children are just like, oh, because he's. Yeah. Not only is he the whole, you know, whatever, but he's also, I think, a bit of a lunatic as far as, like, mm-hmm. r- politics go and stuff. And eventually that gets old. You know, yeah. you just don't want that at the party. You know what I mean? I do know. Uh, what about the Golden Globe nominations? We didn't even talk about those. They were yesterday. Okay. Golden Globe nominations. Barbie, of course, got nominated for a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer were the big uh, were the big winners. Okay. and Or not winners, at least nominees. Nominees, yeah. And here we go, Golden Globes. They're going to be back. Uh, people are going to, you know, people still care about about um, award shows, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It's the same exact people who get nominated every year. Although this year, I got to say, there are a few people, one of your best picture nominees, mm-hmm. best picture nominees, drama. Golden Globes breaks it up into several categories. And for well, we all remember Golden Globes are a weird one where they kind of, it's the uh, Hollywood foreign press. So they're, uh, Jared Carmichael will be hosting. That's mm-hmm. a pretty good, I like Gerard. He's, I think that's going to be good. Um, you know, because he came out as gay and he, he's perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, but he's, he's, he's of what you need. Yeah. Black guy, maybe mm-hmm. gay, maybe used to be straight. I think, I mm-hmm. don't know. You know, he, he could check all the boxes. Yeah. Perfect and a funny guy. He slid it in there too. He he didn't make a big thing about it. He just yeah, just like on a special, right? He just yeah. kind of announced well, it. He was working on it during like once the improv reopened from COVID, yeah. and he literally like sat on a chair. Yeah, it was like the he first the time he said special. it. Yeah, I he, like him. Yeah, I don't believe he's gay. I think he just did it for press. Well, yeah. listen, just kidding. Uh, Oppenheimer, best mm-hmm. motion picture. Killers of the Flower Moon. That's Scorsese it's supposed to be and great. DiCaprio. Yeah, it's three and a half hours long. My mother went, Oh, Christopher had to pee. Um, <laughs> Maestro, Maestro. That's the uh, Bradley Cooper got in trouble. Mm-hmm. Jew knows. Remember they said he did. Yeah, he did, he did he, Jew face. Jew face. He did Jew. <laughs> they said he was appropriating Jewish face. You can't do that, Alex. You can't. Uh, we're on day. We it's, are. I don't Don't even, you say it. Not I can't in this believe house. we're allowed to say that. Jew, just the term. You're not. But that's they to stop it. They put it Don't in the say headlines. It again. You look too much like a Nazi to say that. Oh, stuff. I'm sorry. Uh, we uh, <laughs> and we are currently in this household. We are in Hanukkah. We're mm-hmm. on day seven, six, I believe. So we do a whole thing. Yeah, we sing and dance in there. Mm-hmm. Beckett gets a gift, and that you know, and that, and I try. I try to keep up. I don't know what I'm doing, but my yeah. wife sings the song. Come on, talk, talk, talk. And it's fun. Yeah. I enjoy it. It's a nice little thing mm-hmm. we do. And, you know, I, I don't know anything. I'm not a, I'm not Jewish. So I blew out. You know, they, they lit the candles. Then they walk off. My wife and my daughter, and I blew them out. 
And my wife's like, what are you doing? I don't know. I, I, I killed some like Jewish gods or something. I was like, why did I? I said, I don't want the candles burning in the middle of the. There's nobody in the it's room. Burn the house down. That's yeah. what I say. You know, she goes, you can't blow them out. They, they It's going to release they are the demons. Candles. I was like, yeah. I think they already did. The yeah. demons have been released. I had nothing to do. Maybe I, you know. Have you been to an airport lately? Yeah. It's not my <laughs> fault. Exactly. Yeah. Tube of demons. Yep. Uh, past lives, the zone of interest, and anatomy of a fall. This is the problem with award shows now. Mm-hmm. They just, nobody, uh, you think anyone's going to watch? Oh, I hope uh, the zone of interest wins. Not three people saw nope. the zone of interest. Best picture, musical, comedy, Barbie, poor things, American fiction, the holdovers, May, December, and air. I saw air. I loved it. I saw Barbie. Uh, I'm dying to see the holdovers, Paul Giamatti. Uh, that's probably going to be one I watch tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, best um, actor? Wait, what's this? Yeah. Oh, director. Bradley Cooper, Greta Gerwig, and on and on. Scorsese. Uh, best screenplay. Who cares? You get the idea. Same one that are nominated for Best Picture. Best performance by an actor. You ready for this one, Alex? Yep. Bradley Cooper, of course, you gotta. Because here's what here's what the Golden Globes does. They want to get these people to come. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta get Bradley Cooper to be on the red carpet. Puts on a nice outfit. Everybody wants to see him. Mm-hmm. So you gotta nominate him. Otherwise, he's not coming. So, I mean, I hear the movie's okay. I hear it's not the greatest. Uh, so he's uh, of course nominated for Maestro. Mm-hmm. Uh, K- Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, DiCaprio. See, you want him to come. You do. And of course, you want Coleman Domingo to be there. What's who's he? Yeah, exactly. Okay. He's nominated. Uh, Andrew Scott. You know, I'm not going to do a reward show without Andrew Scott. Mm-mm. What about Barry Coogan? Keegan. Keegan, I think he's there. Saltburn. I think it. I think you're less likely to get your Coopers, Murphys, DiCaprios just by nominating the others in the same. Well, if you don't get Cooper, Murphy, and DiCaprio, we got a problem. Yeah, you got to get those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ratings will plummet if you just have uh, Coleman Domingo there. Yeah. How about uh, you want to hear actress? Mm-hmm. L- L- Lily Gladstone. She's from Kill of the Flower Moon. K- Carrie Mulligan, mm-hmm. Maestro. She's good. You know, she's married to the guy from. You know who she's married to? Who? Carrie Mulligan? Uh, is that uh, your way of telling me to look it up? <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you who <laughs> okay. it is. I can just think of the band. A great, a cool band. Play fiddles and shit. You know? Oh, like Mumford and Sons? Mumford and Sons. That's <laughs> okay. who she's married to. Okay. The lead singer of Mumford and Sons. Uh, Sandra Marcus Holler. Mumford. Marcus yep. Mumford. Annette Benning. Uh, Nyad. I like Annette Benning. Annette Benning and Jodie Foster mm-hmm. are in uh, that Nyad. It's about the swimmer. Okay. Uh, on Netflix. I'd watch this movie. I think I'd be interested in it. Looking at it, like, on paper, I'm like, why would I be interested in a movie with uh, these two, Annette Benning and, and and I saw the clip, and, it, you know, the, both Jodie Foster and Annette Benning look like they washed their face with, uh, washed their face with ivory soap. Ivory soap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, you guys. Come on, everybody. Let's have some fun. Uh, oh, you know who got nominated for The Color Purple? Fantasia Barino. Okay. We talked about this a few weeks ago. She mm-hmm. was a American Idol. So people had told, corrected me. I said she didn't win. She actually did win. Oh. She won American Idol. But it's amazing to me that this American Idol has launched, say what you want about American Idol, but it's crazy the careers they've launched. Mm-hmm. I mean, this will be, she's going to get nominated for an Oscar as well. Yeah. This will be the second or maybe third, second, like, like a American Idol person that is nominated or won an Oscar. That's yeah. craziness. And beyond, forget all the Kelly Clarkson doing what she's doing and mm. everybody else doing what they're doing. Uh, Chris Daughtry. Exactly. <laughs> Daughtry's killing it. 
Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, Jennifer Lawrence got nominated for No Hard Feelings. Which, honestly, good. I mean, you'd said it, and I watched it better than... Uh, it was a great movie. Nah, yeah, it was, it was a fun movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know what? Especially like for a Netflix movie, I got to say, I'm all about it. I felt bad that we shit on it when it first came out. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's what we like to do over here. We like yeah. have no, no facts or anything, but we just make our opinions. Mm-hmm. And But Jennifer Lawrence and No Hard Feelings is nominated. Good for her. Natalie Portman, May, December. I hope oh, I could sit through that. I, mm-hmm. I, I'll do my best. That's a director that, I mean, I'm, Hollywood loves this guy, this director of No Hard Feelings. He's he's nominated for an Oscar every year for every movie he's ever mm-hmm. done. And I have to say, uh, Todd Haynes is his name. Mm-hmm. I just don't get Todd Haynes movies. I'm sorry. I try and I try. And I'm a cinema f- guy. Mm-hmm. Todd Haynes just does not do it for me. I know I'm supposed to say Todd Haynes is the greatest director because I, you know, I'm, I want to sit in coffee houses in in Hollywood <laughs> and be accepted by yeah. people, but uh, he just does not do it for me. I'm sorry. I think he's overrated and he'll bore the shit out of you. You know who's a better director? And I'm not kidding when I say this. Ben Affleck, Ooh. better director, made better movies. How do you like that? I said it. I like and Ben it. Affleck. I like to watch. I like that guy looking angry every time I see him walking in anywhere with Jennifer Lopez. Mm-hmm. That's the type of guy I want to see. Emma Stone nominated. I like her. I give. I, I like Emma Stone. I know mm-hmm. some people don't. Thumbs up. I like her a lot. It's interesting to me that musical or comedy motion picture versus the regular, just the drama motion picture. I mean, everyone says comedy's dead, but you have way bigger stars being nominated for comedies, and no one you've ever even heard of in a lot of the motion pictures. I know. You, know, you see who's nominated for, for musical comedy for actor? Ooh. And this is who. You want, it, you want a fun Golden Globes? Give this guy a couple of drinks and let let it go. Nicholas Cage oh, okay. is nominated. I thought you were going to say Joaquin Phoenix. Well, him too. him too. Oh, let him. You know what? Have the two of them host. Hammered hosting. Oh, you would have the event of the mm-hmm. season. You let Nicholas Cage and Joaquin Phoenix host the show. Yeah. Oh, it'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, so Nicholas Cage. He's Joaqu- an odd one, huh? Oh, oh man! I sold him sunglasses once. Cage? Yeah, yeah, it oh, was, yeah. In, I mean, in Las Vegas, yeah. they made that's what he won his Oscar for, leaving yeah. Las Vegas. And he, uh, patchy head, like yes. long hair, very patchy in the bed, like I, like he it. pulls it out himself. Yeah, patchy. I know. Yeah. I, yeah. Like he goes crazy sometimes. <laughs> I, oh, does he ever? Yes. It's usually on screen. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm excited about that one. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage, uh, Timothy Chalamet. He'll show up too. He's got God, nothing I, going everybody on. Everybody wants him to show yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, Paul Giamatti, Joaquin. Mm. I love Paul. Gi- I mean, I like all these guys. Jeffrey yeah. Wright, I love too. Willem Dafoe nominated. That I Ooh. mean, De Niro nominated. You know, he's angry, mad at the world. He'll show. He won't show up. No way in I hell. Mean, the supporting actor. Ruffalo actors, got nominated. The supporting actor category is all leading men. I know. Yeah, that's what we do these days. Yeah. Just take take the check. All right, and then of course they do TV over there too, and uh you know it's show it's all the shows that we think are gonna get nominated and everybody you think and blah 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 there we go we could sit Mm -hmm. i mean there's a lot of categories uh we don't have the time for all that uh i'd like to just before we leave i'd like to say a um i'd like to say congratulations to um uh saturday night live Mm -hmm. i have to say that oh yeah first of all uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was hosted by my friend, uh, Nate Bergazzi, who I love. I think, uh, as for my money, he's the funniest comedian working today. I just think he is so good. I'm, I'm jealous of him and how good he is mm-hmm. at like, 
I don't want to say clean comedy because it almost cheapens what he does. He just yeah. does. It's just great. It's just he does great comedy that happens to be. Clean. I know. Yeah. And he goes on Saturday Night Live, and most people are like, "Well, Nate Vergonzi is he? You know, he's just a comedian. Like Saturday Night Live is for bigger people." Mm-hmm. But God, he was so good. The sketches were good. Everything about it was great. So I, and then I'm so that time I was like, you know what? Saturday Night Live's pretty good. I know people hate it because there was the era there where. You know, they were doing too much anti-Trump shit, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I agree with them. I mean, not because for Trump or whoever else, but just political stuff alone, it's just too much sometimes. Yeah. It's like, all right, I got it. You know, I got the one or two jokes here or there, but you don't got to keep the wall-to-wall mm-hmm. political humor. And which I think Saturday Night Live has kind of stopped a little bit. Yeah. They probably they just, got the memo. They overlook so many fun things exactly. in culture. And I think they do it over on like even the Colbert's and the late mm-hmm. night guys too. And even there stopped being a little bit too because I think everybody's a little just, all right, we got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now this who this week was uh, Olivia Rodrigo and uh, the guy from, from Girls who they said was ugly. We talked about it last week. Adam Driver hosting. Mm-hmm. And, and Olivia Rodrigo. And Olivia Rodrigo, musical okay. guest. And I got to say, I was crying laughing at some of the sketches. And I never laughed like that. There was a sketch about going back home for the holidays and calling like, uh, you know, like one of the film sketches that they mm-hmm. do. And like calling up an old friend, like from the neighborhood. Adam Driver played that, the old friend. And, and Mikey Day played the, the guy who's, he walks into the house and you're like, who's this, you know, who's this? The wife. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, it's my old friend. I haven't seen him in years. She goes, you should call him while you're in town. And it is so funny, this sketch, if you have not seen it, about like going back to your hometown and you're trying to catch up with a friend who you haven't seen in 25 years. Mm-hmm. And now they're a complete like, you know, gun loving, trumped out <laughs> lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, God, it was so funny. I, I thought that sketch, I thought Adam Driver, and I want to say this, the two guys who do the news right now, uh, of che? course, che, Michael Che and Colin Jost yeah. are so good mm-hmm. that for whatever, how long that bit takes, however long the news takes, uh, 15 minutes or whatever it takes on the show is so good. Colin Jost is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. So that's it. I just wanted to give a little bit of a compliment to what they're doing at Santa Life because oh, I know no. it gets I know it gets hammered on that show from because people, you know, whatever. But for for what they do as a guy who writes comedy and knows comedy, to come up with an hour and a half of of material mm-hmm. from what I've heard, they basically start from scratch on Monday and have a show by Saturday mm-hmm. is just amazing and to have two or three good sketches in that hour and a half is uh unbelievable and the fact that they sometimes have more and i've never seen the news be bad it's mm-hmm. always good uh so congratulations to the people over at Saturday Night Live because I've actually watched several episodes <laughs> and I got some really good laughs they out of it. They got you back. Yeah, so thank you very much to Saturday Night Live. Big fan. Big fan of the new cast. Big fan of a lot of cast members of you know of that new cast. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what Lorne Michaels is still over there, I guess. And Yeah, I think so. I mean, I know he is, but I don't know how hands-on he is from what I've heard. I mean, he's very hands-on very, still. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be 80-something years old. So uh, I'm a big fan. Big fan of Saturday Night Live. All right. That's it. What do we got to get out of here on, Alex? We'll do much more. 
breaking down of the year and on and on and on, but uh, we got to go live our lives. Frangiola.fun has all new 2024 dates coming up. We're going to start putting them all on there real soon. Uh, but I think the Las Vegas and the Fort Worth, Texas are already on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go get those. Fort Worth, Texas uh, is in January. That's when I'm back at it. Thank you all who came to the shows this year. We had a blast. So much fun. All right. What do we got to get out of here on? I'll give you uh, from the new Hunger Games. Ooh. This is the uh, Olivia Rodrigo's newest hit oh, called here Can't we go. Catch Me Now. Is this the one you think you heard? Didn't you say you heard a new I don't one? know. Mm. I don't know what I heard. Squirt on the side of the mountain. Squirt on the side of the mountain? What'd blood. you say? Blood on oh, the blood. Side. I thought you said squirt. Shadows of us are still dancing. I like this. I like, I like what she does. Mm-hmm. It's like a whisper. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna I'm gonna do cover to cover like this now. Dylan Mulvaney's person of the year. Sounds like you're Caitlin. This is nice. I think it's about to pick up. Yeah, I'm sure. Who's in this Hunger Games? That that, that troublemaker uh, actress who was in West Side Story. She was in West Side Story. She causes trouble. They don't want her at the award shows because she's, you know, she's Mm -hmm. she's a loud mouth. Yeah. And now if this, if this gal could just sit there and be good looking, it'd be great. But she she chats too much. So he's talking and always mouthing off about something. What is her name? She gets a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Big star. I like this. But of course the song I heard was like, in, like you know, in the Taylor Swift vein of, you know, that I can't believe that guy left me, fuck him, one of those deals. Mm-hmm. It's real good. It's pretty new, you think? I think, so. I think it's a new head off the new album. Okay, let's try this one. Vampire, Olivia Rodrigo. I think this was it. This might be it? This is it. This is what she sang on Saturday Night Live. She did a whole production on Saturday Night Live, like crawling around on a piano and stuff. Mm. How old? I'm not supposed to like her, right? How old is she? She's above. I can. Give the satisfaction asking how you're doing now. Oh my God, this is good. This is the one I heard. I'm driving through uh, Connecticut on my way to Rhode Island, crying listening to this one. Mm-hmm. Eating my uh, <laughs> eating my cheese curds or whatever I bought it. Sheets. She is it cheats? Sheets. <laughs> what was the other one we went to? <laughs> Well, we go to all. The, the barn not, door yeah, or something. Yeah, we knock shit. them all out. Yeah. Oh, if you're if you're a 14 year old girl, this has got to be talking it's right anthem. to you, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, this is just great. How old is she? I need to well, know if well. I could make comments about her looks. <laughs> it will not. Uh, yeah. This uh, Google saying no because they won't even pull her age up. Oh. So don't make comments. About, I don't like, I'm not gonna say any bad. I'm saying she's a good-looking lady, but I she's not. She's 22, right? Or yeah, somewhere 32. Oh, dirty! Fame Sorry, fucker. everybody. Who's a fan? Me? She called the. I'm not a fan fucker. Who's this guy she's talking about? Usually people find out who it is. You know? mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal or something. Yeah. Who fucked her over? Is it somebody good? Probably some Disney star, some effeminate Disney star. Mm-hmm. I didn't like her. Let's see who it's about. Does it say? 
Who is Olivia Rodrigo's vampire about? Oh, I'd like it if it was just like a some guy who works for FedEx, you know? Mm-hmm. The rock opera inspired track serves as the lead single. 20 year old pop star's relationship with someone she likens to a bloodsucker and a fame fucker. Oh, it's a half my friends. Mm. <laughs> wow. So she's only 20, so yeah, I can. I can't yeah. say things about her. She's a young kid. Good for her. I'm a fan. They Big think fan. it's about two men who are both uh, significantly older than her. She dated around for Wait a six minute. months. Is that... This is this song better not be about me. I'll be furious. <laughs> I am not a fame fucker. Uh, producer Adam Faze and DJ Zach Bia. That's who they think these are both about. Oh, she dated one when good. she was 18, one 19. You want it to be like DiCaprio or uh, somebody like that, you mm-hmm. know? That's not would it be funny if it's about Barry Manilow? What? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to end it the way we began it. You see what mm-hmm. I was doing? They had to make it a neat little package. Big fan of this Olivia Rodrigo. Okay, everybody. Bye-bye. Don't be a vampire. <laughs> Truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games.